So what? We watch anime. So what? We play League. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what? We stay in. It don't bother me. Living young, pale and nerdy. Hello and welcome to the Written Entertainment Podcast, episode 98 for March 2nd, no, April 2nd, 2017. My name is Nathan Reitensmith. Joining me this week, we have Andrew Roa McFain. I wish it was still March 2nd, so I hadn't wasted a whole month doing nothing. Well, that's your entire life, Aroa. That, that's that's true. Yeah. And we have Parallax Jerry Corcoran Extraction. You really need a better name. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's, I don't know, in where I live, it's April, but you'd still think it was March if you looked out the window. Yeah, yeah. So before we get started, I want to just whore out a little bit uh, for my friend. Uh, she's a member of the the podcast occasionally, Nick Lotus, Nicole Robinson Carroll. She's doing a uh, drive. She works for Public Radio down in Las Vegas. She's discussed that on the podcast before. She works for KNPR. Down in the description, you will find a link uh, for their support page. They're doing a pledge drive right now. So if you want to become a subscriber and give X amount of money every month, you can do that. Or you can make a one-time donation if you feel so inclined so click on that link down below if you want to support our friend in public broadcasting so and for the love of god we need public broadcasting more than ever right now we do especially with the um rumored cuts that will be made to different areas that Mm -hmm. uh will support public broadcasting and i know that there are people in public broadcasting that are you know, they're, they're worried about their jobs because of those cuts, because they might not, I, I don't know how much of a percentage comes from the government, uh, for grants and stuff, but I know it's not a small amount. So there is the possibility that people could lose their jobs if, if funding is cut. So with, uh, PBS, I want to say it was about a fifth of their budget is government provided. That's still 20%. Yeah. That's still, yeah. a lot. it's, it's yeah, not, it's not yeah, as much as it's never as much as people think, but it's still not nothing. <laughs> yeah. And, and in reality, like the, <laughs> we're getting into politics already, but we spend like $600 billion a year on the military. And yet we, they want to increase the military budget by another 54, I'm sorry, not million, $600 billion on military. Mm-hmm. They want to increase the budget by $54 billion and cut funding to programs like PBS and NPR and stuff. And so How the only, they stop all the brown people. Yeah. The only, the only way we're going to have public broadcasting in four years is if, People will, you know, take time and, and take their own money and donate to this stuff. Oh, so, we'll have public broadcasting. It'll be government-approved public broadcasting. Oh, right, right, like Korea. Mm-hmm. North Korea. Anyway, let's... Uh, <laughs> I'm let's, not crazy. <laughs> that's what they're doing. I know, I know. They're going to replace they're... the public broadcasters with Trump TV. All right, I didn't know we had Alex Jones here today. <laughs> Welcome. No, Alex Jones. They're living on a, another dimension of existence. They're trying to claw their way into our dimension using <laughs> negative energy. That's a really good impression. <laughs> and then Trump's gonna, and then Obama's gonna start the FEMA camps. Um, 
But anyway, so so donate to to KNPR uh, if if you feel so inclined. Yeah, the the okay. point is public broadcasting. Good thing. <laughs> yeah, public broadcasting is is great. Um, so uh, I know I actually listen to NPR on the way to work sometimes. So. That is, uh, you know, something I like doing, though, obviously, I don't listen to KNPR because I'm not in Vegas. But, uh, you know, if you want to donate to that specific one or you can also go and donate to different NPR ones, because I'm sure they're all doing fundraisers right now. Anyway, what games have yeah, you been I playing? If KNPR is on, on TuneIn. I'm going to find that out right now. And then you could listen to Nicole Robinson Carroll on uh, on TuneIn. They are. They are on TuneIn Radio, so if you want to, you want to listen yeah. to to her anytime, you know. Yeah, right well, and she works the morning show, so you know your way to, your way to work, or if you're uh, if you happen to have an office job like I do, where you can listen to it on the internet, uh, while yeah. you're at your desk. But let's get let's get into the uh, the the games. What games have you guys been playing? Uh, let's start with the Roa. Um, I've actually gotten back into. Uh, you might remember this uh, indie game called uh, Middle Earth: Shadow of Mordor. That's a small uh-huh. indie game. Small, <laughs> oh yeah, small single person game. Uh, game. Really good pixel art. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so after I, I remembered that the, the uh, Shadow of War was coming out, um, and I, I thought it was sooner than August. I thought it was like like June or so. Yeah. I was like, man, I never beat that game. I better beat it so that I can go into Shadow of War knowing what the hell's going on. Yeah. And so I started getting back into that. Man, I forgot how good that game is. It is like, very, very really good. good. Oh, it wow. Is. So, yeah, I've played some of that. Um, I've been hitting Zelda every once in a while. Having having the Switch was really great when I uh, I had to ride about an hour and a half north of here to visit my grandma in the hospital. And mm. holy hell, being able to carry a full fledged console just around in your hands is so, so pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I still don't like, I wish the screen size was a little bit bigger, but yeah, it's, it's a good system. I actually do enjoy it quite a bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, it's pretty great. And I, I don't know if I said it before, but if you can get caps for the thumbsticks, highly recommend that because like, it the the ones that are like the built-in thumbsticks, I just they don't work right with my thumbs. I, I think my left thumb in particular excretes some kind of rubber dissolving fluid <laughs> because my PS4 thumbstick, the left one, is starting to wear away pretty badly, and there's almost no grip left on it. That happened in my first PS4 controller. Apparently, the ones the early ones had problems with that. Oh, okay. The newer ones don't as much, but yeah, I ended up getting replacement thumbsticks for my PS4 as well. Yeah, it's the these have these have helped quite a bit. I got that starter pack that they sell um, at Walmart, at least. I think GameStop and other places are supposed to have them, but for some reason they're only in stock at Walmart over here. But yeah, um, definitely, definitely a good buy. That little carrying case is nice too. Oh, I never even got that. Nope. Yeah, I have the, the starter the starter pack's like twenty five bucks, I think, and it comes with a case, um, a shitty plastic screen protector. Uh the there are gel grips for the for the Joy-Cons, but they feel like shit and I hate them. So yeah. I don't put those on. But the gel uh, thumbstick caps are pretty nice. So Yeah, what are you thinking about um 
the the switch so far and Legend of Zelda. Zelda is probably like I, I'm. I've pretty much decided. I think that it's the best Zelda. It is. I I yeah. will agree with you. Yeah, it's the it's, it's the best. Like you can you can live off of nostalgia all you want, and the the story is a little more hands off and probably nowhere near as good, um, in some ways, um, depending on how you want to look at that. But I think that the the subversion of the typical the typical Zelda plot elements and, is, and like let me let me let me paraphrase this. You're able to jump. <laughs> being able to jump's pretty nice yeah um like it like it, it it does a lot of stuff that other open world games do but it takes all those good elements and combines them together along with some of its own ideas and people complain about the story but i think that the idea that and this is not a very big spoiler that you're you're aware of the whole cycle of resurrection and whatnot with with how basically the story of Zelda has happened over and over again previously. And basically Zelda and Link are aware that they have a destiny that they're supposed to do. I think that that concept is really neat. And it's, it's kind of cool to me that Nintendo has put that concept into a Zelda game yeah. because they're not a company that's really known in my mind, at least for telling like, crazy stories but that's Your a really princess cool is in another castle yeah like yeah like it's always just like ganon is bad guy go kill bad guy uh zelda uh fantasy elements but this is like zelda's zelda is the same person that she's been for thousands of years now and she knows it and she's like i just why why am i this and it's. I think it's a really cool and, fucking and they, idea. You know, they've been doing that for a while. Like, obviously, when it was, like, The Legend of Zelda for the NES, they didn't have this clear plan or whatnot. But I think ever since kind of Ocarina of Time, Wind Waker, um, Twilight Princess, like, they've been kind of hammering home that, you know, this has happened before, and it's kind of just a cycle that keeps happening is that there's a Link, there's a Zelda... And there's a Ganon that that you have to that they have to stop, and it just keeps going on and on and on. Yeah, um, it's just it's cool for the characters to acknowledge that that is the case, and that they are who they are. Yeah, and specifically that Zelda then doubts all of that, like like yeah. being doing that. It was like in Skyward Sword. The one thing I liked about Skyward Sword was that you kept fucking up, and and. and I thought that was a really cool I never, idea. That I never played that game. Uh, there, like there are a couple of times in the game where uh, you're you're told you're not the hero. You're you're a failure. Oh, and I thought that was, that was a cool idea. You're a loser. Yeah. Um, and what games have you been playing, Jerry? Um, so I didn't play much for much of the week because life's been kind of fucked up the last couple of weeks, but. Um, this weekend, I played a, a a little bit of a bunch of different things. So we actually had yesterday uh, in Ottawa, we have a, a show that's in, I think it's second year. It's called Capital Gaming Expo. Um, and it's, it's a fairly small show. Uh, Ottawa doesn't have much of a commercial game scene, but we have a pretty uh, thriving and burgeoning indie scene here. 
Um, and I went there to this show yesterday with a friend of mine and uh, we looked around. I got to talk to a, a couple of devs actually who are making s- uh, local devs who are making some really neat uh, indie stuff. I'm hoping to do interviews with them soon. Um, that you could, you, people can Google these if they want to check them out. But I checked out a game called Pizza Titan Ultra that uh, is by the studio that did uh, Star Wall, which came out uh, a while ago. Uh, this is their next game. It's not out yet. It's in development, but uh, it's really awesome. I took a look at another local game called Bendy and the Ink Machine, which is, I kid you not, it's a sur- it's a survival horror game that takes place in like uh, the the art style of the game is you know those really really old style like first Disney black and white cartoons. Yeah. It's like that kind of an art style, uh, but it's a survival horror game, and it's a, it's a survival horror game about basically like 1920s cartoons coming to life. It's it's an episodic game. Uh, the first episode, which is kind of like a, a very short teaser, is actually free. Um, not on Steam yet. It's on Game Jolt and Itch.io, but it's coming to Steam later, uh, and they're going to be doing... Uh, it, it is going to be an episodic series, but... Uh, the developers assure me that this is not like what happened to Blues and Bullets, which is a game I covered on my channel. These guys do have the resources to actually finish the damn thing and not abandon it midway while still charging money for it. Um, so um, that was really cool. Um, I got to chat with the dev, one of the devs from Canadas Creative, which are the guys who did River City Ransom Underground. I'm probably going to interview him pretty soon. Uh, he was a really good guy. And yeah, yesterday I played a couple of quick games that I'm going to be covering on the channel. I played Bullet Soul, which is a uh, a new Japanese shmup that's coming out. It's technically not out till Thursday, but uh, I, I got early code for it, so I'm going to cover that. And uh, I'm trying to do the latest thing from Adult Swim, which is a game called Rain World, which is a uh, platformer that has uh, all the graphics are proce- or not procedurally generated. That's not the right word. The game isn't random, but the... They used to call the spore this. The graphics are not not like drawn. They're, the graphics are like done in code, if you know what I mean. They're, they're like physics. Uh, yeah, physics. Yeah. Ph- physics created graphics. It, it has a really interesting style to it. Not so sure I like it that much. It's a it's a platformer with a few survival elements in it. It's like a lot of stuff from Adult Swim. It's brutally hard uh, to a point of being kind of petty sometimes. I think. Uh, but it's, I, I'm trying to get to the second area of it before I do a video on it. But so far, I've been bashing my head against it, not getting very far. Um, but it's been pretty good. And uh, last night, you saw a little bit of this, Reet, and I think when you jumped in my chat, because I was streaming it, I played a little bit. I'm going to do a video on this, too, of this other episodic game called Herald, an Interactive Period Drama, which is a weird, uh, it's a very Telltale-like adventure game that takes place in a, uh, on a pilot. Basically, on a, it's not on a pirate ship, but it's on. It takes place on the high seas in like an alternate version of the 19th century. It's uh, it's a lot of dialogue choices and uh, you know general exploration. That it plays very much like a Telltale game. It's very heavily choice based. You know, choices will affect other parts of the game, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, it's got a good art style. The animation isn't very good, but then so far, it's also not that different from a Telltale game, and. Uh, the voice acting is kind of hit and miss, but it's interesting. I beat one episode. There's two out right now. There's four coming, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna play the second one as well. But yeah, quite a weird variety of stuff I played just in little bits over the last couple of days. Yeah, I, I didn't see much of the game. I really just jumped in to call you a loser. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fair enough. <laughs> um, so I beat Legend of Zelda. 
Breath of the Wild. So you beat the story. I presume you haven't hundred percented it by any means. Fuck that noise! I'm not doing that. <laughs> nine hundred seeds. Nine hundred poops. That's all they are. Is poop. Pretty much. That's that's not pretty much. If you if you collect all nine hundred of the seeds, uh, Hestus, the 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 major Maracas guy. Yeah, the Maracas guy. He gives yeah. you his gift. Which in the description says it is a massive Cleveland steamer. Yeah, pretty much. It looks like a golden turd, and then it says it smells bad. (laughs) Well, boy, that's that's worth all that time investment. (laughs) Yeah. Um. So no, I beat the story. I did not. So I told you this a little bit last night. Is that there are multiple endings? I think there's three endings. So there might only be two. Yeah, um, funny enough yeah, that you're, that's the first I'd heard about that being about that having multiple endings. Yeah, so there's memories in the game. So so you go to certain areas and you unlock the the memories of Link, basically. Not basically, mm-hmm. you do unlock Link's memories. Um, and if you do all those and you get the Divine Beasts, I want to say that you get like the good ending. And then if you unlock all the Divine Beasts and you don't oh. get the memories, you get the normal ending like a decent ending and then if you unlock nothing and you just kind of rush the end you get kind of a bad ending i want to say that's how it goes though though there might only be two um Mm. so i I would have to look it up i saw the secret ending but i didn't look and actually check to make sure there were like three or four endings there's because i know there's at least two endings so i beat that game and I was using a new thing. So I went on to a random beam chat and somebody had mentioned that there's something called Exozone. And it's a website you go to. And it's like Restream, but it only works between Beam and Twitch. Oh. And what you do is you go to the page, it's called uh restream.exozone.net. And the step, first step is to set up your Twitch TV stream key. So you put your stream key in there. And then you start broadcasting on Beam with FTL. And it, and then you find oh. your name. Like, you know, mine's Reeton or PX Abstraction or whatnot. And mm-hmm. you, you do that. And then you say start stream. And so it will take your stream from Beam that's being cast in FTL and cast it over into Twitch on RTMP. So huh. so it only works between those two. I wish it had, you know, support for Hitbox and YouTube, because that would be cool. I only do uh, Beam and Twitch anyway, but yeah. this is a good way to stream to those two services and still have the benefits of FTL and be able to stream to Twitch at the same time. This might actually make me That's drop uh, Hitbox now. Because uh, I I didn't know that they finally released hardware encoding for FTL, but I looked it up while you were talking. Yeah, yeah, they've had it for a couple months now. Yeah, they did uh, it in February. So yep. yeah, might just might just drop. That's cool. Yeah, that that's interesting. I mean, I've been uh, <clears throat> yeah, I've been using Restream for a little bit. I signed up for uh, uh, I actually signed up for their their pro service basically to support them. They're actually entering beta soon for the feature that I've been really looking forward to, which is uh, transcoding, which basically means uh, you can stream to beam in like a maximum resolution, like for example, 1080p 60, which I can only do on YouTube because I'm partnered there. 
uh, but it will transcode it down to the lower resolution for other services that you want. So I could get 1080p60 on YouTube, but 720p60 on the other three that I'm not partnered on. Yeah, that's pretty um, cool. Yeah, that's it's it's in beta. It's supposed to be for partnered you or for uh, pro users, but uh, I signed up for the beta and I haven't heard back yet. So I'm uh, I'm hoping get, to hear on that soon because that's really cool. I was gonna say I got an email from them talking about if you're a pro user, you could do that. So. Yeah, there's a form you fill out where you basically tell them what platforms you can stream to what at and why you want to do it. And uh, yeah, I'm hoping they uh, uh, they get back to me on that soon because I'm very anxious to try that out. In particular, because YouTube will save VODs automatically, but it will only save at whatever res you're streaming at. So if I could have it save in 1080p60 so that I wouldn't have to record separately, that would be really, really handy. <laughs> that would be really handy. Um, I've yeah. also played a little bit of Super Mario Run, because it's on mm. Android now. And it's, I pre-registered uh, for that, and I still haven't run it yet. I should do that. <laughs> it's okay. Like, yeah. it's, it's not worth 10 bucks to get all the, the extra levels. It, when they cut it down to $5, then, yeah, that would probably be, be fine. You but. can play a decent amount of it without paying, right? You can play the first four levels, and then... Uh, the Toad Rally seems to be, you get tickets for Toad Rally, and it seems to have levels that I have not unlocked yet. So, mm. that's pretty cool, so I can pl- I can kind of preview levels while collecting Toads. Um, okay. and then I also played more Lost Odyssey, I'm very, very close to the end, I'm on disc, disc four, and, of course, there's only four discs, so I'm trying to beat that Fairly four quickly. Four of twelve. Yeah, four of twelve. Uh, I'm trying to beat that fairly quickly because on Tuesday, Persona Five comes out, and hmm. I I ended Yet up another multi hundred hour time void. <laughs> time void. Yeah, thankfully, I think I think Persona or uh, Lost Odyssey is only about forty five to fifty hours, mm. depending on how much you grind. Which uh, there's an item I want to get, so, and um. It will allow me to have basically null all elements, which will be nice. Uh, so I'm going to have to grind a little bit for that. But anyway, uh, um, I ended up getting Persona 5 for $28 on Amazon. Wow. Yeah. That's so all right. I, t- I was telling Aroa before the, the podcast was that I ordered a modem for when I move at the end of this month. Mm. And. With that modem, it was a, I think it's a TP-Link modem or something. And so that I don't have to rent the modem from the company and it's going to suck dick anyway. So I bought the modem and it came with a $20 Amazon gift card. And then Amazon also has 20% off if you pre-order and you're a Prime member. So it went down to Forty seven ninety nine, and then went down to twenty eight ninety nine or twenty seven ninety nine with the the twenty dollar gift card. So I only paid twenty seven ninety nine for Persona Five out of pocket. So that's pretty nice. And uh, yeah, no, I, haven't, I haven't really played any other games. Only the three, and I only I beat Legend of Zelda, and then I played uh, Lost Odyssey for five hours last night. So trying to get my way through, and I still. Haven't beat it yet, but whatever. So let's let's move on to some stories here. FedEx, <laughs> they're fucking awful. You mean Flash X? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Um, so, fe- so everywhere, every friggin' website now is moving on, and rightfully so, to HTML5 for everything, which is great. Fucking A. HTML5 is amazing. I've been saying this for like the last five years. That we and even if it to... wasn't, it's still better than fucking Flash. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, obviously, FedEx is, you know, wanting to make the switch. Wait, no. They want to pay you $5 to enable Flash. <laughs> so How is this possibly cheaper than redeveloping your shit? I, d- hmm. I don't know. So, I don't get it. So FedEx still uses Flash for its office print service, which lets customers design things like signs, manuals, banners, posters, and more, rather than redesign the service for HTML5 and promote an idea for a more secure, secure web. FedEx is instead bribing customers to install slash enable Flash to use the service. Basically, <clears throat> what they're doing is they're offering you uh, $5 off orders over $30 to use Flash. So... You know, you, I, I, why? It's, it's kind of funny, actually. I mean, because... obviously, some business guy put something on a friggin', uh, you know, on a graph somewhere that said this was somehow cheaper. But I just well, they, I don't they probably get it. Are actively developing a new yeah, it's probably just not ready yet. Yeah, that that's what this probably is. Yeah. But they probably yeah. fell behind, and then they were like, "Oh crap! Well, we still want people to use this thing in the meantime." So th- there's no way a company that big is not is not doing that. I mean, the world the world yeah. is finally giving up on Flash. You say that, but I do, but I I don't. I know. work for a company that is not doing that. Um, yeah. <laughs> but there's yeah. um a, a UPS actually also has a service. Uh, their quantum view service relies entirely on flash. And really? uh, yes. Mm. Um, and that is, uh, that is one of their, one of their primary business things. Cause like this, I was thinking, ah, eh, well, you know, maybe it's uh, something like people don't really use this a whole lot. I don't know, but the, the, the UPS quantum view service is like one of the primary methods of tracking packages uh, in from a business side so yeah there there are several companies that just kind of haven't worked out how to change everything over from flash and the company i work for one of our main money makers is written entirely in uh in flash and we actually have to use a because uh, we use citrix for everything which basically just means that it's a it's a virtualized application um, mm-hmm. and it's a virtualized Internet Explorer eight because wow. it has to be compatible with uh, the version of Flash that they wrote it in. Boy, oh boy, oh boy! That's I just <laughs> pay the money and upgrade, man. Like yeah, I I know. So yeah. so I understand. This is like they say that in there that they make manuals and signs and banners and posters so it's a design thing which i would imagine is going to be a little bit harder to make than you know just a normal web page so i i can see why they they've taken a while but flash has this been this has been ongoing for a long time yeah so when i learned uh when i learned how to do html and stuff in college that was like five years ago and they were like yeah flash is going out we're just going to be using html5 
you know, in the future. And then, like, they've had, like, almost six or seven years to redesign this thing. And now they're just like, oh, shit, we should probably do that at some point. Screw it. Part of it, too, I can guarantee you in the world of corporate politics is that there's the person on staff who is responsible for designing and maintaining this thing probably never bothered to learn html5 and knows that if they redesign it he's probably out of a job so he's probably got the ear of some clueless executive who he's saying no 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 we should really keep this this way for reasons that don't make sense other than keeping me employed or or i would imagine it's either that or it's the opposite where there's a guy there who's like no seriously we need to upgrade this to html5 and the corporation's like ah that'll cost too much money or which, that too, yeah. Which I could totally see happening. So it's uh it's stupid. And and if you're gonna design things like that, um don't use FedEx. I would imagine there's other thing other services which are a lot better to make stuff. So maybe I maybe would FedEx think so, is, yeah. Maybe FedEx is cheaper, especially since now you get five dollars off <laughs> orders over thirty dollars <laughs> to enable Flash. <clears throat> so uh just for day i mean it reads like an april fool's joke it really does I, I i i i yeah i made sure to look at the date march 24th um, yeah that's I've, I've had to do that with all of the all of the yeah I'm, I'm sure <laughs> uh that i was i was looking up today is like okay this could be an april fool's thing uh nope so like the next one could be definitely be an april fool's day uh, Samsung Galaxy Note 7 is going to be sold. Refurbished they're gonna, ones. They're going to refurbish them and sell them in specific markets like Vietnam. <laughs> I I was kind of sad because I was like, if they sell it for cheap enough, I'd probably buy one. <laughs> yeah, I would. Like, I know you can't take it on planes or anything, but... Oh wait, you're serious that they aren't selling it. Oh. No, I'm I'm serious. Yeah, they said back in February reports indicated that Samsung could sell refurbished versions of the Note 7 in markets such as India and Vietnam. I thought you were making a napalm joke. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like that's why I laughed cuz I thought you were seriously like, like Vietnam. Like <laughs> No, I, I'm 100% serious. Seven, Agent Orange in phone form. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, God. Uh, no, no. So they are actually going to sell them in places like India and Vietnam. So they're going to sell them to poor people so that whenever they explode, it doesn't cost No one gives anything. a fuck. <laughs> well, well, so here's there's a, actually a reason for it is that Vietnam and India have far more laxed laws than America. <laughs> You don't say. <laughs> and so, you know, they'll actually be able to sell them there without getting, you know, sued. So. Dependent upon consultations with regulatory authorities. Yeah. In other words, how much the, in other words, the bribing session. <laughs> well, and I Consultation, <laughs> i.e. here's your suitcase. Well, and I would imagine because the, the problem that they were having was with the batteries. And I'm going to hope that they've fixed that by now supposedly I, I remember reading something recently that they figured out the problem and it was something to do with the that the the way it, it was something to do with the case design or the compartment design where the battery was basically being squeezed yeah and um, the, the battery wasn't re- enforced enough 
And so yeah. uh, it would it had some weird error like it was when it was put together it was put together wrong and there was like a weak shell like a weak uh thing in there that would get hit and then basically cause it to go on fire and then when they redid those because they're like oh shit we messed up and they decided to start making new ones they did it in such a rush that another error came up that caught them on fire <laughs> so they were just screwed all around on that so I honestly would not be surprised if the Note series is of phones is dead. Yeah, at least the na- name, yeah. Yeah, I, I would imagine that they're just going to be like, we're going to call this a, a universe phone. Mm. And uh, the, the yeah, by the... By the, the Galaxy Big. Phone. Galaxy <laughs> Moat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, ah. Uh, uh, I, I really wish they were selling this in the United States. Yeah. It's I just... mean, they're they're actually really good phones. And the the shitty thing is they had just one like error and that kind of shows you how hard it is to make something that big, like it, not like huge like in size, but like that mass produced and make everything work. So it gives you kind of an idea, you know, we have you know, I had the Pixel phone, and and now I have the Moto Moto G four, and you the Nintendo Switch, and all that. We have all these mobile devices with lithium ion batteries, and if one mm-hmm. thing happens in the manufacturing process of that lithium ion battery, it could explode. Shit blows up. <laughs> yeah. Imagine yeah. if that happened with the Teslas. Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of interesting though. Because you think about like how many things we use on a daily basis that if it wasn't manufactured just right, it could cause some serious damage. Like well, car yeah. tires, the engines, yeah, lo- lots yeah. of lots of things. My natural gas furnace that's yeah, the fuck fucking... from me at the moment. <laughs> yeah, like, my my furnace, like I can, I see it. It 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 just suddenly has four jets of flame shooting inside of it. It's fucking terrifying to look at. Like, wow, it's a big metal box that spews fire at certain (laughs) points. It's like, huh? Yeah. If it it malfunctioned just the right way, it would destroy my entire house. Like my old coworker. Wait, what? It it destroyed your old old coworker. Uh, (laughs) yes, it did. He died. Oh, Oh, (laughs) Oh, Um, yeah, it was fucking horrifying and made me go, wow, I hope I never live in a house with a gas st- furnace, and here I am. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah and, and if you remember back, it was not last Christmas, the Christmas before, where the hoverboards were the big thing, and those were all catching on fire because of the same oh, shit. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. th- they were using... Um, what were they using? They were using cheap lithium-ion batteries that were manufactured under really, really poor rules, and so yeah. there was just you a, can't even can't even say in China because it's all made in China. Yeah, yeah, and they were all getting manufactured, and they were done poorly, and then the hoverboards were catching on fire. Uh, so yeah, I'm. This is the podcast about technology. Don't trust it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Lithium-ion batteries are still the best batteries we have, but they are dangerous fuckers. Yeah, we need... uh, Every year, I see, like, five new articles about different types of batteries that are going to come out, and they're working on, you know, making these new batteries and putting them in. 
Uh, it's and, about cost effectiveness. That's the yeah, real... exactly. And Elon Musk. It's funny. My my boss and I were talking about this. Elon Musk. People will ask him all the time. Hey, why don't you use this battery technology, or why don't you look at this? And he'll just be like, "They're shit. They're all shit." Like, yeah. He's just, just. He's basically or, like pretty much every battery type that we currently have available to us. They're all bad for different reasons, and he's pretty much right. Yeah. But and, yeah, they still have it. They still haven't figured out a another one that's better and can be done ma- at a mass scale yet. Yeah, and once uh, and he, you know, he said once they have better battery technology that can hold a charge, you know, let us go like five or six hundred miles on a charge, we'll implement it. But until then, mm-hmm. we're stuck with lithium ion, and they're just yep. trying to improve that as much as possible. So, yeah, um. I I really, really hope they come out with something soon because, you know, back in the day, like ten years ago, or or more, when when we still had brick phones and and flip phones all the time and stuff, a phone charge would last two three weeks. A week, yeah. <laughs> I've I had I when I worked my first BlackBerry, my first black and white BlackBerry could go between five and seven days on one charge, and that was with pretty active use. Yeah, and so my uh, one of the first, it, it wasn't one of the first calls I took, but you know, within my first couple months of working at the cell phone company I worked at, I got a phone call, and a guy calls in, and he's like, "Hey, my phone, this battery's just not lasting long enough." And I was like, "Oh, well, what what seems to be a problem?" He's like, "Okay, so here's what happened." I charged it up, and then I put it in my wife's uh, battery compartment, and she goes to use it three weeks later, and it's dead. Oh. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah? And? Oh, that's unacceptable, <laughs> sir. I totally understand. <laughs> and and so, you know, his old phone, you, you know, you, he used to be able to do that, you know, just throw it in there, and then a couple weeks later, turn it on, and it has a full charge. But because phones are taking up so much more power now... And we're, they're making phones like the freaking Note 8, or I'm sorry, Note 7, which have huge batteries, but, you know, they can only last a day. And so we need a new battery technology that can keep up with the advancement in technology. So that's my two cents on that. Uh, so uh, or, or we just have to start having uh, wearable technology that's split up all over our bodies. Um so that you know you have you have a notification screen on your wrist, and that that gets rid of one thing, and then uh, you have you have your phone, and and some other stuff like built into your glasses, and so you, you split up all this power usage over like three or four different things, and then you and have the then icon you on your multiple dick. smaller burns in different places <laughs> rather than <laughs> burn that possibly kills you. <laughs> so the, the batteries will last like three days. But mm. then you have to charge like five different things, so you know there's there's a little bit of a trade off. I already then feel you just, then like, you just sleep in your uh, in your wireless charging bed, and <laughs> there you go. wall, and just you lie in your bed, and everything you're wearing charges. That sounds perfect. Um, yeah. we say that as if it's if it's, if it's as if it's not going bed. to happen. <laughs> as if if, as if I wouldn't actively participate in this technology. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder would it just be like would it would the bed be like a charging device or would you just get like a like a you know how they the foam foam covers for your bed? You could just buy one of those foam covers and put it on and then it'll charge while mm-hmm. you're laying on it. I, either one. 
Yeah. I think that we might be onto something, guys. Yeah. You yeah, might want to get on making that, Aroa. Yeah. I mean, Pat assuming that it wouldn't give you the hardcore cancer. <laughs> you know, that's, we're going to find out from that from that truly wireless charging ball oh, whether, right. or not, whether or not that'll give people cancer. So <laughs> I already feel like we need, like I need to consolidate stuff because I have like, so I have a right now in my right now set up, I have a PlayStation 4, a Wii U, a Wii, uh, Xbox One, a PlayStation 2, which I don't have a wireless controller for, and a Nintendo Switch. And I have to have different chargers for every single one of them. Like, yep. I, I, I mean, I guess, so I don't need separate chargers like the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4 both run off micro USB, but the Wii U tablet has some weird... Um, proprietary well, charging thing. Proprietary yeah. N- Nintendo cord. Yeah. Um, and then the Wii- and the Switch uses USB C, but it needs USB C with so much current running through it that you can't use a regular thing for it most of the time. Yeah. So it's just like Jesus. I just want like one controller that works on everything. Just one. Just yeah. one controller that like it's the shape of an Xbox controller because Xbox One controllers are the best controllers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I guess they could make a PlayStation version or something like that, but yeah, that's, what, that's what we're talking about. No, PlayStation has, no, no, that's <laughs> wrong. You're wrong if you think that they're better than the Xbox One controllers. I think it that, just depends. They have that stupid fucking trackpad. <laughs> they, the start and share buttons are impossible to hit. Like they, they. I will grant you that they're they're hard to hit quickly. Yeah. Um, you the, you guys really have that much. I more do. trouble with the place. I, see, I hate the Xbox controllers button placement. Oh, do you? Interesting. Oh, but I just want one controller that can work over everything. But they haven't mm. done that yet. They need to one controller, or at least make everything take USB C. Well, you know, the. the the problem with doing the the idea of having one controller that does everything is that the hardware required to authenticate with each device is fucking huge. Yeah, yeah. that's the problem. I know. More or less, those those third party controllers are just kind of cloning the the same hardware that is in the Xbox One or PS4 controller and just kind of throwing the board in in a different shape. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, maybe Mad Cat. Oh, but up, but up, up. So here's a segue. Um, Mad Cats is filing for bankruptcy, and it's something that no one ever saw coming. I yeah, <laughs> I've seen it coming for about a year and a half. Yep. Because uh, uh, I mean, they've they've been on the rocks for. I mean, Mad Cats was never an exceptionally profitable company. They lost money for a lot of years and only turned a profit here and there. And then, yeah, they bet big on Rock Band Four, and that didn't pay off at all. Yeah, that that was the big. I think that was the nail in the coffin for yeah. Mad Cats was because they had an exclusive deal with Rock Band Four, or just Rock Band, I guess is what it's called. Yeah, and they it, Rock Band did not sell as well as it, they projected it would, which I still think Rock Band made a profit. 
but yeah. well, I, and they took a they took a big hit too because most, as is common with the non high end Mad Cat stuff, most of the hardware they made for Rock Band was also garbage, and they took a lot of apparently a big hit on like warranty claims for a lot of that stuff. Right, and so harmonics ended up getting rid of rock band or i'm sorry mad cats as their distributor too for and and maker of the products so not only did they lose money by making all the products and giving out warranties but then they also got canned and so they've been looking for other ways to make you know different products and make a profit and they haven't been able to uh i'm i'm kind of sad because they they actually had like their uh the SciTech X52 like the SciTech series of Hodus um flight sticks that that's that will on. continue on cuz they actually yeah. sold they, it right. as a last Hail Mary they sold SciTech to Logitech a little while ago so Oh did they, they still... did they I I I forgot about yeah. that I I knew that but I had forgot about that so yeah, they sold the so, brand and the and the, the parts to Logitech, who generally have pretty pretty good because a lot of people had complained, a lot of SciTech fans had complained that SciTech's build quality had tanked under Mad Cats, and you know Logitech generally has a good rap on that front. So hopefully, yeah. uh, hopefully they will bring it back up to snuff. Hopefully that that they do. I know that Mad Cats when they still had SciTech were working on an exclusive Star Citizen Hodus con- uh, flight yeah. stick. And Which I I'm think not, Logitech I, I, is not doing anymore. That's what I was going to say. I'm not sure if uh, if Logi Logi is going to be doing that. Hmm. Remember how? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think I think that quietly uh, got dropped. But uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. The thing that did surprise me about this was the fact that Mad Cats elected they didn't go chapter 11 which would give them a chance to try to restructure. They just went chapter seven, which is liquidation. So they basically just pieced out uh entirely right. rather than Realize try to reorganize it. which most companies will usually at least try to do that and then if that fails will decide to to flip the sign but mad cats just went nope we're done <laughs> they probably realized that their market was pretty much dying like, yeah well there, there isn't much room for anything anymore in, in in terms of like hardware components because you're either razor or logitech or your what is it P- PGP or whatever PDP. They're the guys who actually make the rock band stuff now. Yeah, like you're, yeah. you're those guys. There's where... not many, and the, the thing is, third party controllers over the years have pretty much rightly gotten a terrible reputation because they're all like most of them are garbage. I mean, they're set, they're sold for usually half the price or less of the OEM controllers, which admittedly are expensive but are usually very nicely made. And, uh, you know, the, the third party stuff is usually junk. So most people look at third party controllers and think they're terrible. And well, anymore, anymore, if you're going to buy a third party controller, people seem to be wanting more of a premium experience, correct. which yeah. is evidenced by the, the fucking Xbox one elite controller. Jesus. If that shit like that. I want the, that thing I want is the insane. I have a couple of coworkers who own those, and they love them, and and they they are apparently like exceptionally well made controllers, but they're also fucking insanely expensive. How much are they in Canada? Uh, I you know what? That's a very good question. But uh, yeah, they because uh, they're what one hundred and fifty bucks U.S. Yeah, and I've seen them. I've seen them gone on go on sale for a hundred. And I've thought mm. about buying them, and I was actually going to pull the trigger, and then I saw it was sold out. And I was like, son of a bitch! Mm. So, I was very uh, upset. Well, yeah, the... Um, 
Yeah, I'm just looking here. Hang on. Uh, I'm on MicrosoftStore.com. Dot uh, com. Uh, that's the American. That's the American site. That's what I was going to uh, say. You need to go to the CEO. Well, no, right? dot .com. No, their their Canada site is uh, is the same website. It's just a different section. Oh, but, so they, they uh, probably just have a thing, to, uh, like a locator saying, oh, he's in yeah, Canada. Show him this it part. It just goes, yeah. it's Microsoft.com slash en-ca instead. But uh, I'm just looking here. It's got to be in here somewhere. Uh so the well the regular Xbox controllers are seventy four ninety nine Canadian, uh, which Jesus. Uh, is yeah it's it's you know, you know what's funny I don't think they even list the elite on here they're probably just like no you're Canadian you can't afford it <laughs> uh, um, now oh no there it is one hundred eighty nine ninety nine that's so, expensive nope. <laughs> that's fucking nuts oh my god so there was one thing about Mad Cats. Uh, that I remember that the GameCube had they had the WaveBird controller. Was that was that yep. was that Mad? That Cats? was Nintendo's. Oh, that no, was that Nintendo. was Nintendo. Okay. I, I think they made their own version of it, but yeah, the the WaveBird was friggin' fantastic. I still have two of those. I think I do not have one of them. I'm gonna steal those when I meet you. Yeah, they were great. Yeah, yeah. They, they were really cool. It's it's too bad because the the Mad Cats like their higher end products like their fight sticks and things like that. Where I, like I actually have a Mad Cats Street Fighter Four stick from back in the day that's still fantastic, and those things were actually really really solid. But yeah, that that market wasn't enough to make up for because they had their hands in other things right like they own triton so they made headsets they made mice which were terrible they made a bunch of other things too and yeah i guess their their premium stuff couldn't offset the rest of it they needed uh, and they might have been able if you they would have filed for chapter 11 they might have been able to restructure and and kind of make a profit because maybe if they had because it's kind of like the same thing with sony sony doesn't make money really at all um other than playstation not really no yeah so playstation makes the money and a couple other things that they have make them a little bit of money but like they had their 3d tvs and that lost them money and they have like stereos and blu-ray players and all this shit that doesn't make them any money and it would actually behoove them to just kill off like you know their tv lines and stuff like that or maybe sell them off and then go and make just you know focus on PlayStation and the few things that do make them money but mm-hmm. uh i bet you that they aren't in the hole very much because even though they don't make any money they're probably doing the same thing that other people who are rich do and writing them off in their taxes so they don't have to mm-hmm. pay anything yeah well they're kind of i mean they're and they're sony is also like nintendo in that they are a very you know, old guard Japanese company that has been around for a while and was profitable for decades and decades and decades before they started losing money. So they have, you know, a very big war chest. Yeah, Nintendo can literally lose money every year for like 50 years and be fine. Yeah, like and they before have, they even have to borrow anything. Yeah, they are yeah. very doing all right. And I think the <laughs> Switch is making, right. I think the Switch is going to make them some money. Yeah, I think they're going to so do far. all right with that. So, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. I mean, you know, more competition, even, even in this sort of niche hardware space, more competition's always good. One less competitor is, is a bad thing for consumers, but yeah, I mean, Mad Cats didn't really make much good stuff for the most part. So I'm, I'm kind of, I don't, I don't necessarily know that we're that much worse off either. Right. So if you do think that there are some good Mad Cats products, 
go to your local store and buy some because they're going to be insanely cheap here pretty soon. <laughs> buy them quick. They're either going to be insanely cheap or insanely expensive. Yeah, so, exactly. Anyway, Amazon Fresh. Mm. I had to make sure that this wasn't a April Fool's joke, as always. Um, they're doing Amazon Fresh store pickup or whatever. Uh, what is it? This service involves ordering online from Amazon Fresh's selection of grocery items, and then it's a matter of choosing a time slot, which can be as early as 15 minutes from placing the order, driving to one of the pickup locations, and having the food loaded straight into your vehicle by an employee. Best of all, there are no minimum order requirements. So basically, you can make... It's not what Oroa and I have been talking about the last couple weeks. But it is, you go and you go online and you say, I want these items, blah, 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 blah. It charges your Amazon account. You drive to the store and an employee goes and just loads up your car and you drive off. So you don't have to worry about like walking through the store and shit. Which is amazing. Oroa and I have been talking about them actually delivering stuff to your house, which would be yeah. nice. Um, what do you think? They do that Amazon? in a couple of cities, right? But only a couple of very specific places. Right. Um, actually, you can. Well, the Amazon does that. Yeah. Yeah. But, Seattle. It's, it's yeah, only sorry. Oh, Seattle. Sorry, yeah. 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 Insta, Instacart has kind of taken over. Yes, else. that's right. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Now, you can't do that here. where you're at, do, can you, Aroa? I can, yeah. Oh, you can? Okay, I can't. It's yeah, like, that's what, what, like, I've ordered groceries during the podcast before, and then, <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll, like, I'll go upstairs, and then here comes Ryan with all my groceries. <laughs> Thanks, oh, that's, Ryan. That's awesome, man. Do they they charge you a fee, though, like $15 or something? Um, You can either... um. You can either pay the $15 a month for Instacart Express, which gets you free delivery on all orders over $35, along with the ability to order from multiple stores in the same order. Um, And then Hmm. your alternative is uh, paying a delivery fee, which can range anywhere from 10 to probably like probably 20 bucks, depending on how fast you want your, your shit. And then sometimes they have sponsored brands, which if you order at least $15 or so in that sponsored brand's products, then you get free delivery. Sponsored brands. Wow. Yeah. So like a couple of weeks ago, um, it was an ice cream brand. So we ordered like $15 in ice cream and we got free delivery. Free delivery to make yourself fatter. Yeah, that was yeah. But order awesome. our crap. We actually <laughs> we we started using them so much because the prices for the items are the same as if you just bought them at the store anyway. That we figured that the fifteen bucks a month really wasn't that bad of a deal. Well, and I personally hate going to the store. Exactly. I don't. Yeah. So I don't mind it if there's no one there. Like I just show up and there's like a few cars and I you know go yeah. around. But on like a Saturday or a Sunday, going to the store and the one in my to- neighborhood when you go there on a Sunday morning and all the old people are there. Holy Christ! Yeah, it's yeah. it's not fun. I would uh, mm-hmm. if I had the option to do something like Instacart, I would love to do that because. I just want to not leave my house when people are outside. <laughs> yeah, it's, absolutely. It's great. Yeah, um yeah. 
That's part of the reason I hate, I, I like my gym because my gym's super nice. Um, like all the weights are, are, are actually like really nice and, and everything is kept up really well. But I go there at like 5 p.m. on Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday is when I go to the gym. And there are so many people there, at least on Monday and Tuesday, that it's nearly impossible to get on a machine at some points. So, mm-hmm. uh, I, when I move, I'm moving in a month or at the end of this month. And we are going to go back to our shitty gym that has almost no people that go to it. Because I would rather go there and not have to deal with people. The problem with that gym is that if there is like two or three, if there are two or three other people that are in that gym, you can't really do anything because it is a really small gym. So, oh well. Um, Instacart, come to Central Oregon, please. Because that would be awesome. Do you have Instacart? I, I would imagine uh, Parallax Abstraction has an Instacart type of service up where he's at. I yeah. actually don't know if if we do. I if we do, people aren't really using it on mass. That's for sure. Uh, but uh, yeah, I've I've never really bothered to look into it. I mean, I. I, the store I go to when it's not full of people is actually pretty good and it's not that far from me. So I, I just tend to stop in on my way home from work. But uh, oh, okay. yeah, I, I don't know if we have an equivalent of that up here. We definitely have nothing like uh, Amazon Fresh up here. But I mean, we have like, yeah, yeah the, 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 the compar- the only- compared to the US, the amount of Amazon related stuff that we don't have up here is pretty ridiculous. Well, the only place that they're doing it is uh, in Seattle. So I would imagine... That you're not yeah. going to have Amazon Fresh. No, um, no, but, I, it, but even when it's rolled out to the entire U.S., we probably still won't even have a hint of it on the horizon here. <laughs> yeah, I was reading a story, and I'm not. It, I don't have it as one of the stories of this week, but um, the Amazon store that they have, where you just walk up and grab your item, you walk in, get your shit, walk out. <laughs> yeah, apparently, mm. it works really well unless you start moving things around. And like, so, like, like say, in your cart? No, like you go up and like say somebody looks at the eggs and then they they decide they don't want the eggs and they've already oh. walked down the aisle and they set the eggs down somewhere. Oh, um, then it like confuses everything and and can like. You th- I figured it wouldn't check what, all that stuff until you left the store, but like it would scan all your crap when you walked out. But I guess no. it's, yeah, it tracks I, everything as you walk throughout the store. Yeah. Right. So you yes. go you, I, you yeah. You have your app open or whatnot and then you put your put it in your pocket or whatnot and then you like you, it's supposed to work like you grab something off the shelf, put it in your cart and it'll put that on your order and then you're like mm-hmm. eh, and you set it back down and it'll take it off the cart. Which is which is pretty cool. But you um, have to put it back in the same spot. Yeah. If you don't put it back in the same spot, oh, it can confuse the system. That's something they're going to have to work on. They also, yeah. um, it doesn't mention it in here, but they also had a problem where if more than 20 people are in the store at a time, the system fucks up and can't track everyone. Um, oh, I remember that. Yeah, that yeah. just feels like a scaling issue that I'm sure they'll get figured out eventually. But Yeah, but that was that was something where they, they realized, oh it, oh, it stops tracking at 20. Uh-oh. <laughs> so like it's not going as smoothly as they want. Stack to. overflow, stack overflow. I I'm not surprised. They probably just have to put a better 
They just need to get a new one of those new Ryzen processors in there. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, because they can do multi-threading. Even though Real Parallax, well. even though Parallax extraction is wrong, and you should always go Intel. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's move on. Our, our final final story of the day. Yeah, final story of the day. Dota two. Uh, what what does Dota stand for again? Defense, Defense of the, the Ancients. Ancients. Okay, Defense of the Ancients. Uh, game made by Valve, and one of Valve's big things is that then they do it with Team Fortress, they do it with Dota. Is that and Counter Strike and Counter Strike is that? And I'm sure they do it with other things. If you're mm-hmm. able to make, um, if you're able to design items and and weapons and clothing and all that jazz in the game, they will allow you to become a creator. And then if at certain points, I'm not sure exactly how it works. And they go into a little bit of detail in the article I below, but you can basically make money off of, you can make a a small, uh, not a fortune, but you can make a a, a decent living off of selling your items on the Dota store. Some people do very well doing that. Some people do. Some people do. Um, If you go through the article though, um, there are certain like, there's certain characters that you don't want to make items for. So, uh, I guess in Dota, there's, there's items called immortal items. And if you, if somebody has immortal items, you don't want to make items for that character. So say like parallax abstraction has like a headpiece and it's an immortal headpiece. Uh, people aren't going to make headpieces for the parallax abstraction character because if somebody gets that immortal item, they're not going to get any of the other items because they already have the the best one. That's what mm. basically. And so oh, there I are see. there are certain characters who every single item that they have, like they have an immortal item for every single slot that they have, and so you don't want to make items for those characters because no one's going to buy the items because everyone everyone's just trying to get the immortal items. So, right. so that's one problem is that they're kind of limited on, on who they're able to make the items for. And so all the creators are making items for those same characters. And also they've cut the revenue. It seems that Valve has cut the revenue from 25% to 12.5%, which, you know, of course, if you can do a little bit of math, makes it so that they have half of the money that they that they were getting before. So um I think that Valve is looking at ways of of improving this but I'm not sure. Um but there are a lot of people who were making items for Dota and they're like, you know, we're we're going to move on to Counter-Strike because they don't have that. So it says personally I'm switching to Counter-Strike unless things improve for the better. Um uh, yeah, I don't see anything else that he said there, but it, it basically, hopefully, this this issue isn't going to happen. So, um, yeah, what, it's, what it's your, really your strange to me that Valve is cutting back on, like the, like they're making obscene amounts of money from that stuff in Dota two, and it, it surprises me that Valve is is choosing to cut that back to creators because surely they. 
you know, it, based on what some of the creators talk about how much they make, I mean, Valve is making more than that, so surely they must be doing all right. But I don't well, know, it's weird. Because Valve can skim a little more off the top doing it this way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I still think they're probably still making more money than I make every month, so fuck them. But- <laughs> Likely. <laughs> I, I actually follow one of these guys on Tumblr, and yeah. he was he was just a, a comedy animator on YouTube for a long time, and then he started making uh, Dota Two stuff, uh, particularly the little little creatures that go around and grab your shit for you. I can't remember what uh, they're couriers. Yeah, he, he makes he's got a couple of couriers that, for to, to be fair, are fucking amazing. Like they look incredible. Um, but I mean, I I don't think he does anything else but just kind of makes stuff for Dota. So, like they they're definitely not not going to lose their livelihood because of of these things. But at the same time, I Valve is definitely kind of in the same spot as Google is for me, where I love the stuff that they that they do with with their resources. I love Steam. I love Google services, but they always keep reminding me that they're a business and they're, they're, they have to, they have to be capitalists sometimes. And then they do things to fuck over people and they do things that don't, they don't make sense from a, from a human perspective, but they have to do it because it's a business. Aroa? And what? Are you a communist? A little bit. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> just confirming it's yeah just making sure yeah like I, I i i hate this shit but at the same time it's like yeah well they're gonna do it because that's that's what businesses do and that's well, what and you have to live with I, I think in valve's case people feel a little more disillusioned only because like google's a public company and public companies are going to do what they do you know valve is very much not that uh valve is very much not that kind of company and you know they uh, yeah, they, Val, they still, Valve is not a public the, company. They're they're employee owned, and they do very well. You like to feel that private companies like this that don't have to answer to public shareholders might be a little less prone to this kind of stuff. But then you you know sometimes this kicks in. So <laughs> people still give Valve the identity of it's all run by Gaben, and Gaben's a big teddy bear, and everybody loves Lord Gaben. And you it's, know. it's every, all the events started at Microsoft. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, like people forget that. Yeah. Pe- people very often, they, they will seem to, to kind of put this face on, on a company. And even though it's run by, you know, a small group of people, maybe it's still at the end of the day, they got, they, they got where they are now by making a lot of cutthroat business decisions right. and like, and they're not going to stop Reet and entertainment. Like you would think that Reet and entertainment was owned by, you know, me Reeton, but actually Google purchased us for oh. $17.8 million. Oh, well, God damn it. I didn't have it. <laughs> why are, why are I, you? I knew here? I should have asked for shares of this thing. Fuck. <laughs> no, I, I would have solved a lot of my problems right now. <laughs> I, I wish somebody would be like, hey, we'll pay you $100 for your website. I'm like, all right. There you go. All right. I got Judge dinner shit. for a couple of days. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so th- what I was going to get to is this is kind of the way the market goes, too, is that, you know, with with Dota, with League of Legends, with with all these major games, 
yeah, you're gonna be able to make items and stuff, but eventually the drills, the, the drill, the well is going to dry up. And so you're either gonna not make as much money as you did before on it because less people are playing it, or, you know, everyone has immortal items and they don't wanna get new items. So you're most likely going to have to switch to a different game to make the same amount of money that you were before. So like Counter-Strike or TF2 with their hats. Jesus Christ, their hats. <laughs> um, and that's the case with anything. Yeah. Pretty much like, um, you know, YouTube. You can't, you can't build your entire business off of one, one market or else you will get fucked when that Unless market inevitably dies. Um, <laughs> well, you know, it, well, at the same time, though, I can guarantee you that PewDiePie... If he lost his channel, he has a backup plan. Yeah. And it's probably like mutual funds or like high dividend stocks that he's yeah. thrown a couple or million dollars. Or he's just made in. enough money that he doesn't have to work again anyway. So well, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying is that he's he's put together a retirement plan, I can almost assure you. Yeah. He has he has some guy who takes a de- who he gives a decent chunk of his money to when he comes in, who just takes it, does stuff with it and you know, tells yeah. them how much it's earned every month. Exactly. One of one of my one of the Twitch streamers that I follow actually talked about that once. That he uh, he well he I think he went to school for finance, and so like he's made he's made many many thousands upon thousands of dollars Twitch streaming, like it's his full time job. And he was like, yeah, I could I could not run ads on my Twitch stream at this point and I'd be fine because I got no issue. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's invested enough money in other things that he's, yeah. he's going to be pretty well off. Uh, yeah. Life coach, another Twitch streamer that um, recently left uh, the, the game that he was into uh, Hearthstone. Um, and people were like, well, what are you going to do for money? And he was like, you fucking kidding me right now? Like I made a couple million dollars off of playing Hearthstone and I've invested it like I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, that, well, that's good. Hopefully the economy doesn't crash before he pulls that out. Um, <laughs> well, actually I was just, turn watching, it all into gold, man. <laughs> so I was just watching something. Um, there's a guy on YouTube. I'm obviously, I have no idea who he is. His name's, uh, he goes by nerd slayer and he's been mm-hmm. doing, um, oh, death, of a, death of a game. And, uh, what he does is he talks about different MMOs that have uh, died or, or lost a huge amount of subscribers and haven't got them back. And he spoke about um, Tabula Rasa, mm. which was, uh, of course, a game made by uh, Richard Garriott, who had made the Ultima yep. series and, and uh, currently making Shroud of the Avatar. And he actually got an interview with Richard Garriott. And what happened with Tabula Rasa was... NCSoft fired Richard Garriott. So Richard Garriott went up to space and mm-hmm. when he came back down, he was in quarantine and NCSoft fired Richard Garriott. And yep. I didn't well, know he had anything to do with Tabula Rasa. Yep. Yep. He was yeah, the, the he lead was the person. Creative yeah. guy on it. And yeah. so anyway, they, when they released their, their press announcement saying that, you know, he wasn't with the company anymore, they said that he quit. Oh. Because no. the way that they were doing it was he had stock in the company. It was 2008. And so the stock that he had was pre- were pretty much worthless. 
And so if he if he quit the company, he had to basically sell off the stocks in a month. But if he gets fired, then he could keep those options until uh, 2011, when the economy was up a little bit. And so mm-hmm. he actually had to take them to court to get the $27 million that they owed him mm. or something like that. He ended up getting more money because uh, the judge ruled in his favor and said, oh, you know, it's going to be $28 million. And he's like, sweet. And then they appealed it. Uh, NCSoft appealed it. And then the next time it went up, the judge gave them him $32 million. <laughs> so yeah. they screwed them. They were like, wow, you guys are dicks. I'm going to kick you for this. Yeah. Uh, so he, I, I'm sure he had a, a retirement plan, but that's a way a corporation can kind of screw you over is, is by firing you and then saying, oh, yeah, no, they, they quit and messing up with your stock options. So. Um, what I'm trying to bring this back to is if the economy crashes, that guy could not be as well off as he is right now. Uh, so hopefully it won't crash. It's, it's looking up right now, but it could happen. I, I could, I could definitely see the economy crashing again. Uh, in fact, there are some analysts who think it's gonna, gonna happen as soon as next year. So, uh, good luck Mm -hmm. on that. Uh, what was his name? Uh, uh, Captain Handjob or something? Uh yeah yeah that was it. okay cool yeah. cool uh but anyway so that's kind of that's kind of our our whole podcast this week and yeah where can we find you guys um well I'm uh, so I'm PX Abstraction on Twitter YouTube Twitch Beam Hitbox all kinds of places uh. Haven't streamed too much lately, but I'm probably going to start it up again this week. Um, I might even this evening. We'll see. Uh, I've got videos going up this week on Bullet Soul and probably Herald and Interactive Period Drama. And then um, maybe other stuff later. I'm not sure. I have to see. Okay. And where can we find you, Aurora? Um, Aurora on Twitter, where I have just unfollowed like 80 people and I'm still unfollowing. Is that Um, me? Am I one of those people? No, you're you're on my actual friends list. Oh wow! Yeah, and I got the oh oh. Own, but when are what, you getting married? When am I? Oh, when am I doing the ceremony like, or whatever? Getting there's not going to be a ceremony. When are you doing the playing rock the get band? together? When are we playing <laughs> rock band? Uh, it should. It'll probably be in November. Yes, but um, I need a date so I can buy fucking tickets. Well, I we we don't know. Well, okay, fine. I hate you. It'll probably, it'll be around, we, we got married on the 4th, so it'll probably be, I don't know, when's, if I can do it on the 5th, I'll do it then, but I don't know when the 5th oh, of November is. Okay, just, just uh, where can we find you? Continue. Aurora on Twitter, Aurora uh, Entertainment on Facebook, um, I'm on Twitch and YouTube as Aurora1337. Um, I'm everywhere else as one of those two things. What about your music blog? I was about to say, got the music (laughs) blog, satanoscillate.tumblr.com. Went on a posting spree on that last week and uh, then then ran out of posts. His favorite song is, uh, I believe, in a thing called Love, actually, surprisingly. No, I have not posted that song at all. Even though I, I should listen to more of The Darkness because... 
they seem like an interesting band, and I just never bother to go back and listen to more of their music. Yeah. Anyway, um, go, go on. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, I mean, I think that that's pretty much it. I haven't streamed a lot lately either, but that's because I've been too lazy to get my microphone from down here and put it back upstairs. You know, it's mostly, it's mostly been my wife streaming on my, on my Twitch page. I've seen so. that. I've seen that. Yeah. yeah Have you got but, more followers doing that? Um, actually all the followers I've gotten within the last month or so have been because my wife was streaming. So good. That was good. Depressing. <laughs> depressing. <laughs> <laughs> it's all, uh, it's all like weebs because yeah. she, she streaming Miku, but so you can follow me, Nathan Reed Spruth. I'm reading everywhere. Twitch, Twitter, beam, YouTube, actually on YouTube, I'm reading entertainment now, but you can go to youtube.com forward slash reading and find me. Um, uh, yeah, reetonentertainment.com. That's where my, my website is. Uh, if you go to the iTunes store, you can look for Reeton Podcast. You can look for Reeton Podcast on Google Play as well. Subscribe there in both of those places. Actually, my numbers are looking up. I had seven people download the last podcast. So, Ooh, baby. Yeah. I'm nice. getting, we're actually getting up there. Um, I've actually got some good compliments. My, I have a couple coworkers who listen. Nice. And, uh, one of my coworkers came up and she said, you know, you do a good job. And then, um, her husband apparently thought that I, that I did a really good job too. So nice. Thank you. Thank you guys for, for thinking highly of me. That's, that's nice. Um, yeah. So find me on all those different places. And again, like I said at the beginning of the video, video podcast, uh, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, uh, go to knpr.com forward slash support, I believe it is. It's down in the link below. Click on that. Um, give a one-time donation or subscribe. The subscription for the, the, the so you can subscribe to K, KNPR, basically just do like a monthly donation thing. And the recommended is like the lowest is 60 bucks a month. I'm like, I'm not paying 60 bucks a month. One-time donation of like $15 maybe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I'm sorry, I'm a broke boy, so... But yeah. if you if you happen to have more money than that and you want to do the subscribe button, uh, you can do that. You can also enter in a custom amount. So if you want to do $15 a month, you can do that. But the lowest that they have of just one of the little uh, tickers is is $60 a month. But And uh, leave a note and say that you heard about it from com. And uh, I don't know if that will do anything, but I thought it would be funny if Nick Lotus has to read Supporting that it's from Reaton Radio Entertainment. For- Thirty years. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> thank you guys for being here, and I will talk to you next week. Thanks again, uh, especially Parallax Abstraction. I know you've been going through a rough time, so thanks for uh, making time out of your day to to be here. Oh, no worries, no worries. It's uh, it helps it helps the brain. So happy to. Good, good. All right, see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. See ya.